weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that lives in your closet and hides under your bed. <laughs> My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we are wetting our pants with fear as we face our monsters and talk about all about our childhood fears mm-hmm. and i'm really anxious to talk about this one and in, in terms of how it came about it's even it's even a better right. story there <laughs> but before we get into that gang let me remind you we're part of the ever expanding boom howdy podcast network boom howdy and you can listen to all of our past episodes at boomhowdy.com or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go simply search for nightmare junket in your itunes stitcher or soundcloud app Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your fear hole. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook, at mm-hmm. Nightmare Junkhead. Yep. And you can follow us along at Twitter. Nightmare Junk. Nightmare Junk, which mm-hmm. is always just fun to say. And speaking <laughs> of our nightmare shenanigans, if you are in the Kansas City area, you know we like to get out and about and mm-hmm. host a few things here at the Alamo yes. and Screenland Theaters. Yes. And so we've got some really good ones coming up. So the day this episode is going to drop, which is actually going to be the same day we're recording because we're a little, <laughs> Oops. A little behind the curtain there. Still, you know, better, better, better. On We're still on time, Absolutely. technically. Yeah, Even, it doesn't matter. It's not like a Gremlins thing where it's, right. you know, it's after like after midnight. midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to get into the, the, you know, the technicalities of that. But uh, Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> July 30th, uh-huh. uh, we are hosting a screening of now this isn't horror per se but it's got horror roots and it's the the director Stuart gordon is yeah. a horror you know aficionado mm-hmm. but if you don't if you're at this point you're like well wait it's Stuart gordon but mm-hmm. it's not horror what could it be hmm. well it is a little film called robot jacks and I have not seen this in a really, really long time. And I've never seen it in the theater. I know. I, yeah, I've never, never seen it in the theater. Never, never, never. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Stuart Gordon masterpiece. Just Big one of his. Mechs with chainsaw wangs. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It's, it's almost like that Blackie, Blackie Lawless codpiece from Wasp when he was wearing with a chainsaw thing Or like thing on Sex there. Machine, just like. Or just a, a really, really nasty pornographic Voltron you know, that goes Ari. I guess and any, I'll form the head. <laughs> Which could, I guess, be any magna that's out there, apparently. So yeah. we're behind the times there. Oh, boy. But then in August, <laughs> uh, on August 23rd, Mm-hmm. As part of the horror show series that we program at the Alamo, oh, yes. which re- recently uh, we screened American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be there. How was the screening? Oh, it was fantastic. The print was great. Um, the sound was just booming. Was I mean, it? every like jump scare, every howl just popped. Oh, does that mean just in terms of like the transformation scene yes, as well? Yes, you could like, hear the bones crack. You could hear like everything. It was glorious. That's wonderful. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun, too, because I made everybody... Uh, you you had them. What was it? They had to chug a silver they had bullet. To, they had to chug. They had to bite the silver bullet. They had to chug a Coors Light and then howl. That's ge- so. That's, that is genius. <laughs> it's a good idea. That's a genius. No, but uh, and it was uh, they won a print, a Mondo print. Oh, yeah, it was glorious. dope. Yeah, we don't always give out Mondo prints. So right. let me just disclaimer that. If you, yeah, like, especially at the horse show. That's the first time we actually were yeah, able to do that. Yeah, it was dope. That's it, fantastic. It was like a surprise. And then Ryan was like, "Hey, you want to give this out?" I'm like, fuck you, want to give it up? So yeah. That's awesome. So the next one we are screening, it's on uh, August 23rd, mm-hmm. and this is... Oh, my God. We recently did an episode about <laughs> it, and it was just one of those where the original one we wanted to go with fell through, yeah. uh, but then we kind of had a backup, and mm-hmm. we were both like, man, to see this on 35, 
and it's uh, uh, it's, it's it's a canon classic. Mm-hmm. It's a Toby Hooper mm-hmm. picture, obviously, guys. It's batshit crazy, and features one of our all-time great performances. You know, of a horror <sighs> actress. You know, Miss Matilda May. We are talking about 1985's Life Force. Oh, this is such an underrated, wonderful movie. Space vampires and Patrick Stewart. That's like really all. Patrick Stewart getting kinky in this one. Make it so. Yeah. It's it's going to be a great experience. Now, the bummer of it is I'm starting to teach again on Tuesday nights, so I'm not going to be able to see this one. Yeah. And so, actually, the remainder of the year for the horror show, you're going to be Lone Wolf in a Man. Oh, man. Oh, well, which, it's, yeah. it's a bummer. But it's a bummer, but you'll be there in spirit. I'll be there in spirit, especially yeah. with this one. Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, the next few months we have lined up are fantastic. <laughs> yes, they are. They, I, we, it's, I, I can't wait. There's actually. some glorious stuff going on there, guys. So you know, definitely check us out there. Um, then also, uh, through Boom Howdy, mm-hmm. we're going to be having a booth at the Kansas, Kansas City Comic Con. Yeah, we're going to be there August 12th, 13th, and 14th. Yes. And so, yeah, since it's Boom Howdy, we get to come and talk and do all that kind of stuff. So, And obviously, you know, not everything is horror-related there, yeah. but if you've ever listened to our sister podcast, Nerds of Nostalgia, you mm-hmm. know we've got our, you know, our we're knee-deep into that stuff <laughs> yeah, there. I was gonna nerds of Nostalgia. I was going to say elbow-deep, but that would have gotten a little too... Balls-deep. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but no, we'll have a strong presence there. Come mm-hmm. by and say hi. We're yeah. going to be recording uh, bits throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. Talking to people, having a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're dressed up like Harley, come on down. You know, just just saying that would be or any anything that would tickle Genius's fancy. Right. Obviously, that's any kind of yeah. Speaking speaking of tickling fancy, um, August fourth, uh, I'm hosting the Comic Con exclusive screening of uh, Suicide Squad with the Suicide Squad costume contest right before. So what is what do you have to do for this costume contest? Well, we'll just come dressed up as your favorite Suicide Squad member. You could be maybe Deadshot or Killer Croc, Enchantress, Harley Quinn, or you could be uh, whatever you want. You now, are, you are going to be judging this? I'm going to be hosting and one of the judges. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. so I'm just saying, guys, and this is obviously, you know, he's a non-partial judge, okay? <laughs> right. This guy is as true as you are blue, Yep. but I'm just saying and if you want, like, you know, a little insight to his heart, <laughs> really, if you go the Harley Quinn style, you really can't lose. I think I might even have a, depending on how many Harleys there are, there might be just, just a plain Harley, like, section. Like, yeah, okay, just, male, female, and Harley Quinn, you know? Let's see who wins. Well, that would definitely be catering to you, so no. you, you've, you've earned that, though. So I definitely <laughs> think so. So that is on August 4th? Yes, August 4th. Uh, starts at starts at 5.30, the party. There's going to be, like, drink specials and stuff like that. And nice. then I think the costume contest starts... At six thirty, six o'clock, six thirty. So the registration starts at six. The thing starts at six thirty because then, so you can go see the movie at seven thirty and check out all the pre-shows and stuff. And so there's going to be prizes, and it's free. So well, not not the movie itself. Right. You got to buy the movie ticket, but the party's free. So and honestly, anything that you host is always a good time. <laughs> it's gonna, so. it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm gonna, I know that I'm super stoked about this. I mean, like. like Ryan was like, you want to do it? I'm like, well, okay, I, I guess. Let me I, look at my calendar. If I have to. The social butterfly you are. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'll make some time <laughs> for this. I'll figure out something out. Well, speaking of the Comic-Con, uh, recently, just uh, actually last weekend, San Diego Comic-Con happened, mm-hmm. and Boom Howdy had a huge presence there. They killed it. They killed it. I, like, Nerdist was talking about it. BuzzFeed was talking about Boom Howdy, dude. It was great. It was, and they were talking about, uh, Boom Howdy obviously partnered, partnered with Rotten. Reynolds, mm-hmm. and they were doing a little uh, 
uh, Stranger Things kind of promotion yeah. where they had the Where's Will flyers mm-hmm. and they were doing all these great hashtag things. So it was a ve- it was very much a social media presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, then people would find these Rotten Rentals, Stranger, <laughs> Stranger things, things, Rotten Rentals, which were fantastic. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're great. Obviously, you know, we love us some Rotten Rentals <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but just to see it kind of go a little bit more national that way and to get that presence and yeah. to see people react to it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of news came out of the San Diego Comic-Con and there was actually a horror presence there as well. And one of the things I just wanted to touch upon briefly, um, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know, Genius and I are huge fans of Adam Wingard oh, and, yeah. and Simon Barrett, mm-hmm. just in terms of the, the yeah. writing director team, the guest. Oh, you're, you're next. next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we're huge fans of. And so their recent, pro- the most recent project they were working on was a found footage film. Called The Woods. The Woods. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not the biggest found footage fan. Neither am I. I think it has its merit. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a place for it. And there is. Some are really good and some are shite, but, you know. And I think because of the what the success of, obviously, in 99 with the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. That just opened the floodgates it for did. everything. Because Be- it leads itself well to horror. It does because it's so, it's one of those things that, it you on the front surface of things, it looks like anyone could do it. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, that's when people just flooded the market, with right. The ripoffs of it. Um, now, I will say this though: the news that came out <laughs> and the switcheroo that happened here yeah. in today's social media age, I was really shocked that they were able to keep this under lock. Mm-hmm. Because as it turns out, the woods—it's actually a, a direct sequel to Blair Witch. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the Blair Witch. Yeah. I was shocked. Me too. I was like, whoa. Because you, you hear about these things in development from day one, from mm-hmm. the, the, the idea there were notes on a napkin. Even announcing. They're like, somebody was like, like when Beetlejuice 2 was someone announced, they're like, you know what? Let's do a Beetlejuice 2. Hey, they're making Beetlejuice 2. You know, it's just like, yeah. So for this to like surprise everybody, this was, it, it's f- phenomenal. And people are losing their shit. And I think it's actually really, really smart because look at uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. That came out of nowhere. It was just like two weeks before it was going to open up. Hey, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Everybody's like, what the fuck? And, and it, was it was a great movie. Cool I, little genre yeah, film that yeah. surprised everyone. Mm-hmm. But it did have the pedigree of the Cloverfield title, which I think in some aspects helped it. And I think also some aspect hurt it. Because, yeah. you know, some people were going in for a found footage monster film and they're like, wait, this what is like a, this? Kind this of is a character like, study here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Blair Witch, man. Um, did you see that in the theater? I did. Case? I did. I actually... I saw it with Dustin. Oh, did and, you? And okay. uh, funny story about that. We were both like really obliterated drunk the night before. And I actually saw it three times in the theater. But the first time I saw it with Dustin, we were, he, he was way worse than I was. Because this is back in the day, so I can handle my alcohol a lot And this better. is 99, so you're yeah. a little bit younger. Yeah. So. so I'm like, I'm still feeling shitty, but not like, oh my God, I'm so tore up. So we go there, we're like, let's see a movie. Dustin's like, I just want to sit in a movie theater, I don't care what we see, I just want it to be cold and dark, and I'm like, okay, let's go see. I have see. a bad feeling I can see where this is going, but I'm just curious now if it happens. <laughs> let's go see Blair Witch, and he's like, fine, dude, I don't care. I'm like, cool, because I want to see it. And they're like, okay, well, the only tickets left are up in front, and so we're like, okay, so. Did he have any idea what this film was? No. Okay. He okay. went in blind. Okay. I, and in fairness, and, I went in blind, too, because this was before found footage yeah. was such a and common thing. And this is thing. the nascent day of the internet. Yes, where, where the, they finally had like, hey, look at the, because I was, I was, I was like on my old dial-up there. Still using that free AOL disc. Exa- exactly. Instead of coasters, I was actually using them, right? And so I was like, oh, cool. And then it's like linked to, have you seen me? These missing things. Like this whole 
at the time viral before viral was viral this marketing campaign they really it was convincing they struck gold with this movie and they really set a precedence and a template for a lot of movies to come whether you love the movie or hate the movie you have to respect what they did oh it was incredible yeah so uh, i mean because i'm i like the blair witch a lot i it's grown on me in the years at first i was like this movie is phenomenal it's scary then later on maybe like five years later i'm like that movie's bullshit five years later let me revisit it hey it's got some good merits and then like mm-hmm. ah it's making me sick you know and the, so it comes and goes in waves but i've always respected it and i've always enjoyed it um but i didn't like part two yeah but. part two is an, an interesting story there but now ultimately did dustin puke he just about did okay he i was just curious. about I, and I, I, if you if you uh dustin who is the uh host of the media rewind podcast mm-hmm. um and he's actually he's our he's our third nerd the third nerd yeah. at our live shows there um so it's really funny i was just imagining. oh he was green dude he was green he, he, he looked like fucking kermit the frog bald head and everything and like I, I part of me wanted to fuck with him you know like Mm, red vines or like poke him in the gut or something but i was like no nah, because he'll just vomit right. all over me you don't want that william castle treatment there. <laughs> right so, so i saw it in the theater as well saw it at the tivoli here in kansas city if we mm-hmm. want to get regional and so when i go to horror movies i i go wanting to be scared yeah you know i, I know there are people that go like putting up a front like oh, this is gonna scare scary. Me. like those douches that go to haunted houses yes. and acting all tough yes yeah. i'm there for the, th- for the, the soul thrill for, i want to be scared yeah. yeah so and i had heard about it and uh-huh. i I had heard again. I had heard little bits and pieces on online, like, "Yo, this is actually real." Yeah. No, yes, that's a thing that this was real. Is, is this a snuff film? Like, uh-huh. what is this, man? Like, why are we seeing this? Yeah. So, I, you know, you feel kind of guilty going in, and just the experience, um, the thrill, the scares, not seeing things, being caught up in the moment, man. It was one of my all-time favorite movie-going experiences because yeah. it scared me. It did. It, it was effectively scary. I was really, and I wasn't really bothered by the shaky cam. The first, now I don't prefer that, but I can get through it. Right. And so that didn't bother me as much. But um, at the end of the, the the end of the screening, I was so scared. The girl I was dating at the time, I was like, "Can I just please stay with you tonight? Like, I don't uh-huh. want to go home." Oh sure. Oh, oh no, sure. No, no. no. smooth. No, no, no. Yeah, you know me. No, I know. There's no I know. No, there. This is that was the this legit is This is like, yeah. dude, I don't want to go home. I'm scared. There was yeah. nothing smooth about <laughs> it. Like, I was pissing myself. Like, right. Even if there was a smooth undercoating there, mm-hmm. she would have seen right there and gone, "You pussy. Right. Like, you're not getting any of this. My yeah. God." Yeah. But I was squeezing her hand through it, and I was just. I was so involved in it, and then I, I haven't revisited it in a while. Yeah. But part two is an interesting one because it strays so far. Yeah. But it is kind of – I think that's one that will eventually get kind of a critical reevaluation. I need to reevaluate it because when I saw it, I, I felt like it was cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is some fucking asylum bullshit. <laughs> well, it's yeah. they tried to go meta and more meta. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like the meta layers, yeah. if you will. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. I think the premise behind it was good, but I've also heard there was a lot of studio interference with it. They wanted another found footage one, and they wanted more. But all I know is anything Adam Wingard does, I am on board. Absolutely, and that's the thing. And now, and uh, he and uh, Simon—they're huge, huge Blair Witch fans, yeah. apparently. Um, so I just think they in- give the reverence and the, the thing that it deserves. That's just yeah. it. So sitting through another found footage film, but and it, apparently <coughs> the whole premise of it is it's the brother of Heather mm-hmm. is fine, going to look for. Her. So I don't know if it's like because good god that was released in 99 so, i was gonna you know, say you're a little bit late dude come on now so man. i'm assuming it's set in the same period yeah. for the most part but i'm anxious to see it i really am Me too. and i'm just so shocked though that not the bazillion websites that are out there that are devoted to these the, finding to the leaks scoops, yeah 
that it just never ex- this never uh-uh. came up. So uh-uh. I was uh, my hats off yeah. to the marketing team mm-hmm. for keeping that under wraps. And I think that really helps though that announcement at Comic Con because it hypes it up exactly because people lost their they shit. really did uh, all the horror fans on Facebook just lost their shit and no. deservedly so because right. these are two excuse me up and coming you know voices in the film in the genre yeah. you know film that have proven their worth a time and time again mm-hmm. you know so far with adam wingard's concern there hasn't been a stinker yeah. and i love the guest oh yeah oh yeah no huge fans of that so really looking forward to that um and then i hope they give him halloween I'm, i've said it before and i'll say it again give adam wingard halloween just well, be done with it well they're still in talks with that they haven't finalized it so yeah. i'm hoping I'm, fingers fucking crossed man I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll put my vote in for Jennifer Kent. Just that's okay. the, the Bob. No, I, 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 I can see. I can see. And we Jennifer talked about Kent. it. Yeah, we have. Before, we have. So, uh, but any other little nightmarish news that you wanted to get into? Mm, Stranger Things is awesome. If you haven't seen it, basically, the less I can tell you about it, the better. But it's if if Amblin Entertainment made a Stephen King movie with John Carpenter directing or making the music, the music yeah. then you would have Stranger Things. And that's perfect segue into kind of what we're talking about because it's to- – and the reason I actually was initially not watching Stranger Things mm-hmm. was because of the way people described it just like that. And I'm like, man, they are just trying so hard now to just dive right into that that nostalgia, nostalgia yeah. which obviously we're nerds we're nostalgia yeah, so we're totally good yeah, with that but right. at the same time I almost felt like it was like a pandering kind of thing right. and I was initially put off but I heard so many good things yeah. about it and I was I finally gave in I don't think I cuz see there you have when it comes to the nostalgia aspect like that you have two avenues to go and basically you're breaking it down you have the turbo kid and you have the Kung Fury. The Kung Fury. Right? Kung Fury is pandering to me. I think it's Kung Fury. People hate when I say I didn't care much for Kung Fury. They hate And it has that. its place. Don't get me wrong. Right. I think it's fun. It's a fun movie, but it, it's, it's... the tongue is it's firmly in the cheek. way in the cheek. And it's way like, let's throw as much 80s things as possible. When as opposed to Turbo Kid, it was more done with reverence. reverence. Correct. This one was done with a reverence. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would agree. And it's um, the whole thing, just in terms of talking about our childhood fears... Mm-hmm. I think was partly inspired by that viewing our viewing of Stranger Things, but also uh, recently picked up a great Blu-ray here. Mm-hmm. It is uh, Just Desserts: The Making of Creep Show, and I've uh, unabashedly love Creep Show. I easily top five horror movie favorites of all fucking time. And you are such a staunch supporter of the sequel as well. Yes, like yeah. And, We'll eventually get into we'll that. Get, you we'll know, talk about that. that later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love no, part this two. Was, yeah, and this was a great Blu-ray. Mm. Uh, oh, the yeah. The documentary was fantastic. Uh-huh. Had a lot of fun because we're huge fans of special features mm-hmm. on the show. And um, basically the whole video DVD is special features. And that's the thing. This Blu-ray came loaded with extra features. And one of the ones that we watched and had a great time with, it was uh, the Scream Greats Volume 1 Tom Savini Master of Horror Effects. And it was uh, produced by Fangoria, and it was one of those like straight to video things that you could have specially ordered back in the day. Or, or like basically, if you didn't order it, it was almost like Full Moon magazine, video yes. magazine. Yeah. Oh, very much. Well, Full Moon and all those guys; those are the first ones I remember having having the special features on VHS, which blew my mind. Right back in the day, so seeing something like this and the way it was shot, it was. I mean, it's just it was shot basically on like camcorder footage, mm-hmm. which gives it that intimate feel. Yeah, but it, it covers all of Savini's work. 
where he got started, uh, the you know the Friday the Thirteenth, all the slasher films. Then he went into his monster work, and it went up to about Creepshow. Yeah, no, this so this was probably this is as early when he was eighty four, be- right? When he was becoming the master of horror. Yeah. He, he was he had the voice, he had the legitimacy, legitimacy, but he you know didn't have really the time period yet. And he was talking about yeah, me and Greg Nicotero and and, and young. I love it when you get to see young, young Greg Nicotero, all the K and B guys. It's fantastic. Uh, but there was a bit on here. And when we were talking about it, you mentioned the fact that you were you remember this one thing that he had done, just worked on. It was a Tales from the Crypt episode. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side. I'm sorry. Um, I I can't really explain it that much. Please tell me a little bit more, just in terms of what we were watching, what happened, what triggered you. So, <laughs> one thing what we were talking about when I was younger, that one thing that really totally scared, made me lose my shit when I was a kid, was this episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Where this young girl, she rents a room out from this creepy like doctor scientist guy, and there's this thing in her closet in her bed, and it's constantly trying to get her and set up traps and shit. And then finally, the re- and it was just terrifying. And then the reveal it's this big like shaved monkey, homunculus, homunculus. weird type thing, right? And it just terrified me as a young guy to the uh, young kid to the point where like I would always look under my bed I was like constantly I'm like it lives in the sewers with the chuds it's right? one of those things that instilled those horror rules that you carry out in your everyday right, life right right for like I oh, always oh. I keep shit under the bed constantly like I'll put like blocks and boxes just to keep things from under there and I don't think about it very often but then they're like and then and Sure enough, in this special Tom Savini thing, they show full on the monster, the scenes from the thing, and it spends like a good twenty fucking minutes on this monster because at the time that's his, that was his like coup de grace. Yeah, that was, and I'm just petrified. You actually let out a not a shriek, but it was just kind of a fuck. Yeah, because it was like, and then there's this. I'm like, oh shit. I was I I flipped I lost my shit. You really did. It was very. It was almost charming in a way because it's like oh that was legit. Like, yeah. I think something just happened to, to genius here. It's like all of a sudden like PTSD like childhood fear is just whoosh just flooded back. I and then I texted you the night before. I'm like man I had a nightmare. That thing gave me a nightmare. It struck struck such a chord with you at a young age, but yeah. it still inspires yeah. that fear uh-huh. as an adult. Yeah. And I called it the infiltrating chud. The, because it was in your house. house. Yeah. He, he's the outward scout. Yeah. He's the avatar yeah, yeah, for the yeah, shuds. Oh, God. Well, that's the end. To, to, to Savini's credit, that thing is frightening. It's terrifying. It's it's And I think what makes it more the more real, the fact that it that is it real. That it was real. It was tangible. It moved. It, yes. Yeah, it moved. Its mouth moved. Its eyes moved. It's I, the, It reacted. Yeah. It was like, it was like shaved fluffy. Basically, from the crate, if you shaved him and like made him live in your closet, he looked that like was... a legitimately scary ghoulie. Yes, you know something yes. that he's not campy and fun. No, and he's small. And I no wait, isn't it, is it a she though? It's a she. That's right. Because she's was, small. There's because the, it's his daughter. Is, yeah, yeah, type thing. Um, I will say though, there are bits though when she's reacting when he's like, "You're the most beautiful girl," and she's looking, and she actually and there's love in the eyes. Credit, yes, yeah. he made this monster show empathy and yes. love and like happy. It and, almost gave it a layer. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, I'm not identifying with it, but I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm not as terrified. No, I was. Oh yeah, mm. 
<laughs> but ultimately, just in terms of what this this humunculus does to the girl, it was almost like a reverse like diamond cutter. Yeah, it's frightening. It jumped on her back, slammed her to the ground, and drug her into the closet. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, because there's this one scene where she's picking up her feet off the bed, and you just see this claw barely missing it, and it's like whoosh in slow motion, and I'm like. Yeah, so, so it was funny to see that that just that happened to you and to witness it, and it, you were just like, "Oh my god!" Just such a childhood fear. Yeah, and then Stranger Things. Obviously, you mentioned the Amblin connection. You know, the whole these audience surrogate are these three boys. Yeah, and they're in peril. Things yeah. are trying to kill them. It's almost guys like a like if Cronenberg adapted the Stephen King novelization that this wasn't based on. Yeah. You know, just in terms of because there's some government forces coming in there, mm-hmm. but there's very much that childhood sense of wonder and awe. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect just in terms of kind of this this combination of things that set this off. So I've got three things here mm-hmm. in terms of childhood fears that at the time struck me. And some of these actually persist, yeah. which is the oh, scariest all of mine thing. Persist. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so the first thing I had was um, I've talked about living uh, in Stanley, Kansas before mm-hmm. back in the day. And Stanley, Kansas was right between being a rural neighborhood and become, becoming suburban. But at the time when I lived there, it was small town. You know, everyone knew each other uh, to the point that my cousin, Josh, lived two doors down from me. And we were just tight as all hell, watched all the same movies, um, played all the time. Back, I had a, tra- I had a John Deere back in my backyard, man. Yeah. I mean, not a John Deere tractor, but we had a John Deere dealership. So we had just all these things to play with. But we also had an abandoned barn <laughs> in the middle of the John Deere area. And so Josh's dad, Chuck... Uh, yes, I <laughs> would would tell us that you should. And I think this was like a it was supposed to be a cautionary tale, mm-hmm. like to keep us away from going inside a dangerous abandoned property. Right. But instead of just saying, hey, guys, you shouldn't go in there because you could get, you know, uh, tetanus or, you know, you could fall down this or that. No, he told us, no, you really need to stay out of there because there is a werewolf <laughs> named Yellow Eyes <laughs> that lives there. Oh, shit. And I'm all of six or seven at this point. So young enough, old enough to to be cautious of it but young enough to also go oh my god a werewolf a werewolf there's a werewolf here in stanley kansas what the hell what the right. hell why didn't anyone tell me there's a goddamn werewolf the, in here? the moors of stanley you stay yeah. off the moors boys. Yeah. <laughs> and so obviously stared the hell away from it but unfortunately i also lived right off of a busy street and so at night i would look out of the window oh, and every single time i would see a pair of headlights coming down I was convinced that was Yellow Eyes making his way towards me, man. Because that was in the days when the headlights were yellow. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah. We didn't have these hi-fi things. Uh -uh, The blue lights and all that shit. And it was just horrifying. And then whenever there would be uh, lightning or storms or anything, you know, if something would scratch on the window, man, I was just convinced that was Yellow Eyes coming to get me. So, I mean, I would steer clear away from that place. But it was just so. And my dad, I finally told him, I'm like, Dad, there's a werewolf here. And Stanley's like, who told you this? And I tell him, he's like, you know. And he would try to explain, no, there's no such thing. Yeah. But I still, I was not convinced that right. he did not exist. Yeah. You know, it was horrible. See, that's the part in the movie where you're the only one that realizes oh, what's yeah, no, going it's, on. It's the silver bullet thing. Yeah, it is. I just didn't have the crazy uncle there to believe me. You know, <laughs> now, now, now you do. I, I saw yeah. him the Yankees. <laughs> I can call Uncle Coyote. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, my shit. You gonna get in there with some werewolves? Fuck that! I ain't going in there. Just tell him it's Jeepers Creepers. That's like his like ultimate fear. Jeepers Creepers and Frankenstein are his two like oh that's perfect fear inducers. Yeah, obviously, so. I can see where they were. Vic- Victor Salva is my big fear inducer. So you know, <laughs> so, Jesus, blue. I'm sorry, guys. That's and really. <laughs> 
<laughs> I do apologize on that one, gang. Sorry, that was beneath me. That was beneath me. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a genius. Yeah, joke. I know, that's right? <laughs> Actually, what you didn't see was genius through his voice into me. Right, learn through your voice, fool your friends, fun of parties. <laughs> Be the Jeff Dunham for the horror crowd. It's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> so, Yellow Eyes, the werewolf uh, for me. What was one of yours? The homunculus. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the that weird thing. The homunculus. Uh huh. And uh, another one that really got me, that just scared the bejesus out of me to into this day. And I've talked about it numerous, numerous times. Is the trailer for Chud? Oh yeah, that trailer for Chud. I didn't, I didn't even see that movie till I was like fourteen years old. But that trailer in the theater in the dark scared the fucking piss out of me. There is something about these bald, misshapen mutants that just trigger something in you. But it wasn't even like it, it. It's not even the Chuds themselves. It's the fact that they're underground because it was not even the. It wasn't even the full trailer. It was like the teaser trailer. It was like the first two minutes of the movie where it's like it's got the girl with the dog. Mm-hmm. She stops and then woof, just do the thing. And then it's like Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. They're not staying down for long. And you're like, like fuck. I to this day will not walk over grates or manholes. And I always whenever whenever like there's smoke coming out of the manhole, I will steer the fuck clear of it. I, I can verify all of this. Yeah. I, we've walked no. downtown many a times. No. So is it just? Do you think it's the the underground element? The it's unknown? The something that there's underground, and, and it's, Chud's is like the blanket term, but it could be like killer hobos. Mm-hmm. It could be clowns, and I'm not afraid of clowns. I love clowns, love clowns, but like anything that lives underground, it could be fucking homeless people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just this is scary to me. The fact that they're just living in society in this underground thing, and they can just snatch you down into the small crawl spaces and grates. You know, just what's the closest you've ever come then in terms of being in the ground somewhere, or are you, or have you ever? Um, the closest to things, you know, how, just in like, terms of an underground area. Uh huh. Um, basements. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Every time you record here, you're sweating and just right, like you're going to be somewhere, man. No, um, really, nothing. nothing. And the, the closest thing is, you know, how sometimes, like by like, um, the, they'll have like the spill outs type things yeah. oh, where, yeah. it's where you can kind of go into the tunnels and the, the sewers and mm-hmm. stuff like that I were younger and it was closer down to um, why not kind of like and there was like this big tunnel that you could go into people would go in there and of course around. the adventurous kids right 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 and I'm like nope Nope. I will go there. I will flash my light, and then I will. Was I will, that the closest you got? That is the closest. I will not go underground. I will not go underground. I went into Fantastic Caverns one year, and I was shitting my pants the whole time because my family was like, "Let's go in the Fantastic Caverns." This wasn't the one. It wasn't even Fantastic Caverns. It was like sub Fantastic, yeah, adequate, adequate caverns. <laughs> it wasn't the kind where you can like drive through and all that stuff. It was the kind where you, there's like a little small path and you walk mm-hmm. in there, and I'm just like holding on for dear life you had to white knuckle that i did i was holding on to the railing and my my hands was i couldn't i was trying to move and i'm like i'm gonna get stuck in this cave i'm gonna get eaten by fraggles it's gonna be awful it's gonna be horrible there's like descent monsters and this is before the descent so i just thought Mm -hmm. it was like 
chuds and the chuds are like ca- descender cave chuds mm-hmm. so it's those that weird baldy type yeah i don't know why i'm friends <laughs> with dustin you, you know <laughs> you do but, have a type there's right. a no but no it, it, the, the chud the teaser trailer just really fucked me up well and I mean, again that came out in 84 yeah so you were again how old were you six you were, oh my goodness yeah that is just such an impressionable age. Yeah, for both both those things came out, and that just cemented my fear of things that hide and scurry. And I think it says a lot about both of us, the fact that we were exposed to these kind of horrific elements at such a young age, yet yeah. we're huge fans here, of horror. Here, here, I know. Here, here we, we are, are today. Right? You know, so many years later. in the gator, man. Fuck yeah, feeding <laughs> the gator. Well, speaking of feeding the gator, the one thing that frightened me back in the day, and actually still does to this day, I will get uneasy, and this is something that is not supernatural. It's not Freddy. It's not Jason. It's not any of that. It's something that's real. It's something that happens every day. And it's storms. Yeah. Oh, my God. Storms, the threat of tornadoes, the wind, the wind hmm. would fri- would put me in a panic. That whole Yes. The anxiety would kick in with storms. And hmm. it was a lot of it is, I think, due to my family, mm-hmm. um, my aunt. Um, shout out to my Aunt Kay, who is just uh, recovering from... Uh, Heart injury. She's uh, she's a tough old bird. Um, she was always very get, would get scared about storms. Mm-hmm. And again, living in Stanley, Kansas, my aunt, my grandmother, all lived down the street from me. Like I could walk there, ride my bike there. Now my house at the time didn't have a basement. In fact, the only basement that we had was at my grandmother's. So anytime a storm would come through, there were like the head, the head of the basement. We just walked down to my grandma's, right. you know, because what that's what you did, right? Yeah. Well, it just it got to the point where that would happen so often, and I was practically living at my grandmother's whenever there was a threat of a storm. Oh. Like, I would go to her house and just camp out there because I was scared to death of what would happen. Mm-hmm. And and I, unfortunately, there was um, there was the, the Stephen King's uh, short story, The Mist. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So there's a description of the right of the storm that hits the uh, the the defense place or whatever right, right, and right. unleashes the mist. There's a description in there of how like the sky turned green and how there's this crazy calm. And I've experienced that down my family. We used to go down to Table Rock Lake. It's uh-huh. in uh in the Ozarks. The Ozarks. And uh, we stayed with some friends there and one night that exact scenario happened oh, where God. the sky just got green. Oh, shit. And, oh, it was frightening, and it seemed so apocalyptic to you me. You want to go outside, Greg? No. Hell no. no. Oh, no. no. I was avoiding Were the you, windows. Were you boarding the windows and shit? Like you're like the you're like the the the, 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 fam, of, the family at night of the living dead, just, where it's like in the basement. Oh, you, I was, you can't come in here. You chose outside. Well, there <laughs> were a few times when, like, for some reason or another, and I can't remember why, we couldn't go to my grandma's basement, but we would have to go. Then this is another grandma, my grandma Koontz, that lived just up the street. And I, I don't know why we couldn't go into my original grandma's basement, but we had to go to hers, and the sirens were going off and everything. That's and terrifying. I was seven, and I jumped in a car. And I started it, and I started to like reverse out of there. <laughs> oh shit! I could have hit someone, but yeah. I was in such a panic. I was so scared, I didn't care. It's it was like that Michael Myers moment. I was going to say yeah. that's the exact same thing that happened. My so I'm noticing a pattern yeah. now. Oh yeah. So if any if shit ever hits the Get fan, out of the way. I'm I'm like, where's Greg? He's gone, dude. I didn't even see him go, but I know he's You're gone. You're just going to see he's... a smoke outline <laughs> just... of me. <laughs> 
feet don't fail me now. But even to this day, like I, I don't, I don't have near the anxiety, but there's still a little bit of a, uneasiness. A, yes, a yeah. terror that hits me, huh. uh, and I'll, I'll have uh, nightmares of tornadoes actually, hmm. where I'll be in an abandoned field and I can see a tornado in the distance. And I know I've got to seek cover, and I'm trying. Now I'll usually end up in like some random town. In fact, there is a town. This is so weird. There's a town that exists in my dreams that I'm convinced I've gone to at one point in my life. Is it Ragnarok, the town it's, that vanished? Yes, I think it's it's kind of like my Santa Mira from Halloween Three, mm-hmm. because it's just like this very nondescript, very small town. Now, actually, Roanoke. That's want, the name. At, oh, is, is it Roanoke? The one that did the vanished. Oh, no, is that it? Okay, because I'm convinced now it's on the outskirts of Olathe, Uh but I've never seen it in real life, but I'll still come to it in my dreams when I'm having, when I'm like chasing away from these tornadoes. Silent Hill. Right? Yeah. It's just so weird, but I'll still have that dream to this day, but it's, but it is all anchored around tornadoes. So I don't know what, you know, I'll just never escape it. Hmm. And I'm sure there's some some psycho dream and analysis out there. They're like, well, you know, it's on oncoming chaos. Is that what it is? Where you know there's going to be just chaos coming, and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Great, I've been having that dream since I was six. That's fantastic. <laughs> and now, um, there you go. Now, now that we know, we can fight it. That's good. Yeah. You've identified it. I yeah, like that. There we so, go. Okay. Fight the fears. Did you have any other fears there? Um, I don't know what the precipice of this fear came from. I have my suspicions. Um, but my fear of rodents. Oh, and yes. my, my fear of rodents and uh, it's it's mice. It's actually all a fear of rats. Uh, mice are small rats. Rats are rats. Possums are giant rats, and bats are flying rats. You know what I saw the other night while walking my dog? A bat? Oh yes. Fuck that noise. There's bats in Dustin's yard, and fucking he'll scare the shit out of me. Dustin or my brother will like and like play with my ears and like stop. No, it's terrifying to me. I almost sent you a text, but I was laughing too hard because I was imagining just you're reacting to it. Just like, nope, 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 uh, nope, nope. No, no. That's legit, though. I mean, that's something that... Well, I wonder, did you did you maybe watch Ben at one point? I, or, think, not, I think at one point when I was younger, or, um, I think there might have... I might have was visiting something or something where I was bitten by a mouse... Or, or a rat or mm-hmm. something when I was very, very young, causing my fear of these little critters and creatures. And then movies like Of Unknown Origin with Peter Weller where they're in the walls. Great movie. Which I bought on DVD the other day great, to fight my movie. fears of this. Nice. Um, Nightmare with, uh, with the, the anthology mm-hmm. where there's a giant rat. Yeah. Um, uh, things about bats and things about shit like that that is scary to me. Like fucking Food of the Gods. Anything, anything, I'm, and I'm still totally afraid of anything that's like furry and scurries. Anything that's scurries. It's the scurrying. It's the scurrying. And, and I don't know what it is. And the, oh God. I don't now, know. Like I said, I don't know where this comes from. Would you describe the movement of the homo? Unculus ass scurrying. Mm-hmm. Okay, most definitely. So it's most definitely it's hitting all of your sweet spots for yeah, the most part. Yeah, that homunculus is like a big shaped rat, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it scurries. He's yeah. kind of chud like. Yeah. He, he comes from underneath the bed. Yeah. And I don't know though, man. And I, I saw. I I don't know. I told this before, and now that I'm we have this picture on here. Yeah. Uh, the picture, uh, the, the the story where I was driving down 18th Street Expressway by the grain silos, and you I saw this monster, this thing, pick up. And, I remember and, that. Yeah, and it picked. It raised its head and it had this like just meat hanging down from his mouth because he was eating roadkill. And he looked at me and he locked eyes and it looked like it had the teeth in the eyes of that homunculus thing. And then it kind of hopped away underneath the overpass. I almost wrecked. I was like, shit! 
what? I was like back and forth weaving in traffic. The people that were with me, like, what's the matter? I'm like, did you see that? Did you see that? Did, did anybody see that? They're like, we didn't see nothing, dude. And I'm like, it was there. It was there. It was there. It was there. I saw. It, I saw. It, and I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, and I think we were gonna go do something else. And I'm like, I'm taking you guys home. I'm going home. I'm, I'm calling night. This I'm is... calling it night, guys. Oh my I'm god, that's, that night. is frightening. No, yeah, because it was like it was. It was hairless. your whole life was building to that moment. Yeah, you it was know? hairless like that thing, and it's just like was it a chupacabra. I, that's what I thought. That's what I think. I think it was a chupacabra. I, I had to have been because, like, that's the only way I could describe it. It was just interesting, terrifying. Oh, that is terrifying. That's no, it horrible. was awful. And I, I, I still, I'm afraid of mice and rats. And I don't know if I've ever told this part on this uh, on the on the, the podcast before, but one day I was, I was working at the haunted house and down at uh, the Beast, and this was like ninety eight long time ago and um they were all going to a party and mm-hmm. we we're like hey we're going to a party we're going to this dude's house and i'm like yeah cool i love to party right oh no yeah. i i do know where this yeah, is going yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's like hey i got a few of my pets is that cool and we're like yeah yeah sure 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 and he brought out his little rat and it was the it was the rat man's house so for those of you that aren't familiar um down in the kansas city area we've got a little area the west bottoms where there mm-hmm. are a bunch of old abandoned warehouses and rats everywhere a lot of rats but a lot of haunted houses that's actually kind of the center of the haunted house activity and, and there was a bat in the haunted house in the room that i was working in flying around no i, I but i but i I'll tell you the story, but keep going. Keep well, going. Well, the, the, so there is this kind of like a, not a local celebrity, but one of the haunted houses, which is the Beast, mm-hmm. actually has this guy, and he is the rat guy. And what he does is he has his little pet rat, mm-hmm. and he just puts it in his, mouth, his mouth, and, and he, he kind of leers at people. He's uh-huh. just sketchy looking. It's kind yeah. of unnerving. Yeah. That's so perfect yeah. of all people of the after party you would end up at it would be his freaking place it got worse so he's like i'm gonna feed my pet and everybody's like yeah sure so he pulls out his rat and he's feeding it and then he's like okay like the other ones right he pulls down this sheet right? oh my god the reveal yeah there was the reveal and everything there's about on the shelf maybe about one two three four five six seven eight cages oh good lord right and there's like about a dozen rats total there's like two and three in cages you scooby-doo out of there i you know in the movies when like you see something and then the background just like kind of like fades in the back yeah, yeah. yeah that that's what happened that's exactly what happened time slowed uh, oh no! Just the color. They're like, you're right, dude. You just don't look very good. And I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling so hot. I think I'm gonna go. And I'm like, we just got here, man, dude. We're having a good time. There's drinks. There's stuff. There's girls here. And if you know genius, you know the man will not. He loves a good party. I love a good party. So for you to go away from a good party, I was out. Oh, that's I was like I'm going home. That's horrible. I'm going home. <laughs> Do you know how to get here? I you know how to leave. I'm like, I'll find a place. I'll 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 find something. I'm I'm good. I I'm always tired. leave breadcrumbs on my yeah, way to strange I'm places. Like, I'm so. I'm out. I'm oh out. my god. Yeah, it was terrifying. That is horrible. It was terrifying. And even there in cages. And then so one day <laughs> I used to hang out at Westport Coffee House way back in the day, right? And then you meet all kinds of characters back in the day in the Westport Coffee House. Probably you still do. I don't know. I don't go there anymore. But um this girl was like she had a little pet rat, right? And she was walking around. And I didn't know that she did and like and they're like, "Hey, the, <laughs> She's like, yeah, putting people, the rat on people and having a good time. And then she goes, hey, you want to see my pet? And she put it right on my shoulder. Oh, no. And the thing started like, oh, no. Like, my ear, I was frozen. I'm like, get this fucking thing off me right 
now. And they're like, no, he won't hurt you. He's my pet. He's nice. I'm like, I will hurt it. I will throw it on the ground and stomp on it right in front of you if you do not get it off me in five, four, three, two. And she goes, okay, okay, okay. What's the matter? And then, like, somebody was like, he's really it's, afraid. What do you of, think is the matter? He's really afraid of rats. And I was like, and I was just shaking. I was just, like, sitting down, and I was just like, just like, get him some coffee quick. <laughs> right? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't talk to me. That was not cool what you did. That was really not cool. You just don't go up to strangers and put fucking rats on them. What the Ran- hell's wrong with random you? Random ratting, man. Right? You got to be careful with oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, no, That's... I would have. If I didn't, like, wasn't calm enough to, like, get this thing on, I would have, like, you literally threw like... it down and just stomped on it. I mean, it's not that I condone hurting animals and stuff, but it would be. It was a knee-jerk reaction. It's your instinct. Yeah, it is. Kill it with fire. You know, and like, for example, a lot of people like like to put like when there's mice and stuff in their mm-hmm. house, they'll put like no kill traps. And I'm like, no, they will die. They're in my domicile. They will die. In fact, I wanted to like get a whole bunch and like put their little heads on pikes in front of everything to like warn other the other creatures not to get not to invade. Are, my, are you King's like a, Landing or my, something? Right. Like <laughs> genius, the impaler. Just like, <laughs> like I say, you know, for those of you, you just, whatever, you know, I understand like, oh, don't kill the animals. They're no, not not what they can stay outside as much as they want but the minute they come into where i live all bets are off i understand hey you know you what know, there's, so. there's genius darwinism you know at its right, finest there right, so right. it's either them or me because i know one of these days they're gonna like just team up and tackle me down yeah, they'll, they'll form a big rat king mm-hmm. oh yes and they'll drag me into the sewers yeah. oh god yep yep it all comes full circle for you they man drag me into the sewer and then, you know what that's another thing about sewers that's where the rats live this is true yeah it, it, it's this is true man this is all just it's circling all in there connect, it all actually it turns out you're just more of a clean freak and you just don't like the idea that's of bullshit dirty. anybody who knows me that oh, i don't like anything dirty that is way bullshit that that, that i just blew your theory on that one out of the water, i was thinking maybe dude. it's a facade you're just trying to put on like yeah, i'm fine with it good lord oh my god right no 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 i uh, <laughs> No, no. That's a legit. That's legit, man. Because mm-hmm. that that I think that actually falls on the spectrum. Because you got like things like that, spiders, snakes. What like spiders always freak me out. Yeah. But the thing that um the last thing I had on my list, just in terms of the that was legit scary for me, and this is because I was a kid of the eighties, and this is why for me Stranger Things ties into it a little bit more. Uh, but this is um a legit threat. This is again kind of like a storm or tornado. It existed in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the threat, and just being totally scared, of commies. Oh yeah! Oh like, yeah! Legitimately, like, and I Wait, they're commies or Satanists, right? Right? Because they were everywhere. Those commie pinkos or whatever. R- right. Now, here's the thing. I was probably more around the age of eight or nine or ten. I would assume when I was more consciously aware of the idea of a commie, yeah. a communist. Right. Now, if you would have asked me what it was. I would have just said a commie. A Russian. Uh, maybe a Russian, yeah. A Russian. With no true understanding of what it was, but my God, we were... Totally afraid of them. Yes. Yeah. The fact that the media at the time represented those fears. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it on Nerds of Nostalgia before, but Red Dawn was a seminal movie for me that is very much an action-adventure film, but when I saw it initially, it was, seemed more like a horror film to me. Oh, yeah. Because it was something that could happen. Definitely. Because on the media, they would have everything. The Cold War, the, Cold the Doomsday War. Clock, oh, all Jesus. these... Things where like anything the threat can, of nuclear annihilation, right? Was, it was palpable. I oh mean, God, it was yeah. frightening. Mm-hmm. And there was this Notre Dame, 
uh, documentary on HBO that always foretold of like the end of the world and it would come from now at the time he would didn't say it was communist but I think he was like mentioning maybe over the, the east yes. or something yeah. yeah it was crazy uh, but then we also had films like um, The Day After Tomorrow mm-hmm. which was filmed in Lawrence Kansas which is scary which was hugely scary because it's um, right in her backyard <laughs> and it was that shit happening it was yeah. the, the you know the nuclear yeah. assault happening and then there was uh, this uh, British film called Threads that was equally terrifying. That mm-hmm. was also about what happens in a post-nuclear uh, fallout. Mm-hmm. And that that just frightened me. Like, I would have dreams about it. Hmm. Shit, Terminator kind of played on those fears as well. Yeah, you know, anything just in terms of... But the communist. Oh, yeah. You know, the fact that these these dirty pinkos... Coming to take your shit. And there was also, like, like you would find the terminology, the vernacular sprinkled throughout all these films that I would watch. Like, if you um, use the word commie, commie on someone, it was in a, a negative. Negative, yeah. You know? It was um, never like, that young communist is a rather right, really good yeah. fellow, you know? Tell me more about this Marx fellow, you know? Right. But it was, just, but it was used as a pejorative, and you mm-hmm. would see it in comedies, and yeah. you would see it in action, and almost everything. And sometimes they didn't even need to be communist, just no. some sort of terrorist of it some sort. It was an easy way to label someone right. in a That's negative bad. way. Right, right. Yeah, and with even, guns. Even as an eight or nine year old, I was like, that's a bad person. Yeah. So it was really communist. weird. And as looking back on it, just realizing I was being indoctrinated mm-hmm. with that negative, that rhetoric. Yeah. And, you know, looking back and I'm like, oh my God, but it just worked so well. Shit. Yeah. You would see it in cartoons. Oh, yeah. Like bugs would fight the commies. Oh, yeah. It was insane. Like when he would fight the air quotes, the Japs. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. yeah, some of the racism going on in a lot of those early. That's why I had to say air quotes. Yeah. Just to make sure. and he was doing a shout out to get it up on this, but he was doing this thing with his eyes. It was really, it was really obnoxious and offensive. But no, being scared of communists, of yeah. commies, it was it just it was just no. Per, per, they, it was us versus them. It was, yeah. and I mean it, that didn't stop until obviously we finally had you know the negotiations and mm-hmm. everything fell through. Tear down this wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, but yeah, that was it was palatable. It truly mm-hmm. was. And now that one doesn't follow me to this day, Mm-mm. but the storms do. Uh, Yellow Eyes doesn't, but Michael Myers, of course. Mm-hmm. But I've talked about that before many times on the podcast. British children scare me. British children creep me the fuck out. It's not from anything from when I was younger. It was just like something that is inherently evil. They are. They're inherently scary. British children. Just like. Kids on themselves are scary. British children. Fuck yeah. Evil evil kids are scary. But British and evil, I. Come play with us, Danny. You know? No. 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 And then like Children of the Damned. Like, we know all your secrets. You know? Nope. Get out of here, kids. Yeah, there's there's something about this the 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 ESP kids there, if you will, which is also another tie to Stranger Stranger Things, yeah. which it was a great a great time with Stranger Things. I'll did you finish the series? I finally did. Yeah, I it's finished the last. I, I was really I was good. crying during all the, the you know the spots. Yeah. I, I was I cheered, and again I'm by myself and I'm cheering. I want to cosplay toothless. I love that kid. I'm a big fan of uh, Lucas, actually. He was, he was kind yeah, of my boy. There. Yeah, he was. He got all Rambo at the end yeah, there. Yeah, and he was, like, not the sensible one, but he's the one, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's scary and dangerous, man. Right. But then to see them all... Anyway, anyway, check, yeah, check it, it out. out. Check it out. And, and we'll, our... We'll, and our <laughs> Rotten Reynolds' recommendation is the Stranger Things one. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Rotten Reynolds. And so hopefully they can work that out, too. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. But um, we'll talk more about that on Nerds and Nostalgia. I think, yeah. Just in that's terms a, of that's a Nerds and Nostalgia show. Definitely. Well, hopefully, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Oh, and in fact, people did. So let's let's go okay, to Twitter. Yeah. Let's see what we threw in. you threw the, the question yeah, out. Yeah, we threw out what kind, of, what kind of shit scared you as a young child. So on the Twitters, at Keys Keysworth, a uh, good listener, good follower. Uh, shout out to him. Nickelodeon, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That show scared the shit out of me. And with just cause, the Midnight Society, they had some scary tales. Um, 
I, I grew up, this was like right after me. So this mm-hmm. is, I never, never experienced that, but I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, because my brother mm-hmm. watched it, yeah. And um, there's a show on Netflix now that Shorty likes to watch called The Haunting Hour. It's from R.L. Stein. Cool. And there's some frightening shit on there, too. There's, it's it's kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. It's kid, it's like seven plus or, or seven and again. But there's some terrifying scenarios. Kind of a primer for, you know, right. horror for your kids. Right, right, right. And, which is really good. Um, Media Rewind, Mount Baldy, he said, it sounds dumb, but Leprechaun, I feared turning out the lights at the bottom of the stairs and had to race up to escape. And that's a fear that I think we've all had. To this day. Yeah. I will run up my stairs because I think something could potentially... Grab the bottom of your feet and knock you down. That's a terrifying thought. And um, another thing was... uh, Not so much the Leprechaun, but a Nightmare on Elm Street when she's running up the stairs and it turns into like oatmeal... I that freaked me though. You know, fuck interesting out. enough, that was suggested by uh, Robert Shea, really, one of the producers, and I guess Wes Craven was not wanting to put that in there. <laughs> right, happy accident. Right, that was it's terrifying. I mean, every now and then, like, because when I lived with my aunt, her, she had the stairs that were carpeted with the two thing with like non carpeting on the sides. Oh. I would walk on, on the those, sides yep. so I wouldn't fall in the oatmeal into the goop. Right, because that's when the chuds would come and get me, or the rats, or a leprechaun in this or, case, or, or the leprechaun. I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> uh, dark hu- at Dark Humor Girl, Poltergeist, and on the other side of the coin, the Puppet Master series. Very, very nervous about tiny dudes poking at my feet. Very, very, very mm-hmm. on the level yep. with the humunculus because that scene where she's like, no, if I, I, Dark Humor Girl, if you're listening. If you ever get a chance to watch that episode of Tales from the Dark Side, you will freak the fuck out. I was going to say, out. I don't know it if will, I would endorse it. No, it's terrifying. Induce. And on the other, that, 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 the, oh, the puppet master, they, oh, the, they, they never scared me, but little things that are creepy do. But the, the poltergeist, that old preacher, motherfucker, fuck God him. Is in right. his holy temple. Hey, come on out. Uh, Scream Factory is putting out a Poltergeist 2 special edition Blu-ray. Mm, I bet that man is the, the most wonderful, sweetest he, man. He is the ultimate special effect. Yeah, he is, but he's, he, like, he's terrifying. <laughs> Julian Kane, I think, was his name. <sighs> and he passed, like, right before the film was released. Too. Really? Yeah. Well, he looked old as shit. Yeah, he's... Yeah, oh, Jesus. He's gone. And then also Poltergeist, the clown, obviously... Um, you've got the, the zombies the, and the, the oh Jesus and the, the real skeletons yeah, from um, India yeah yeah right uh, the face ripping off that was oh, terrifying my God. too yeah. that was a uh, Spielberg's hands I believe in the shot ooh really yeah weird yeah I know weird I know it's perfect and then the tequila worm in part two that was terrifying the guy they have in that suit yeah when he's just maybe it was that guy from Return it's it is it is it was yes it is it is because I was going through that the other day and they had mentioned his because uh, we've got uh, I've just bought Return of the Living Dead yeah that special Blu-ray and they were talking about that guy uh, he's terrifying he that is little terrifying. like weird shambly no leg running after thingy it's like a scurrying yeah yes yes and he is a little bit on the, the tire. shorter side because he's got no legs yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense Weesh. Yeesh, so Dark Humor Girl knocked it out of the park <laughs> yeah, with that one. Thanks a lot. Right? Um, Dark Humor Girl also said the part in Cemetery with, uh, when Gage was under the bed with the scalpel. Oh, man. And we just saw that, and that's still terrifying. It's, yes, that's a that's definitely the humunculus type thing. Between mm-hmm. her and Zelda. Whoosh. I'm going to make you crooked like me. Forget that. <laughs> that's awful. Right? 
Uh, at Nuthouse Punk, friend of the show, been on the show a few times. Uh, he said, the only show that led me to sleeping in my parents' bed with the lights on was Unsolved Mysteries. That oh, shit no. was horrifying. And yes, the fact that they'd never been solved and it can happen again to you tonight. Yeah, no, that's... It was the theme song was also kind of terrifying. And Robert Stack. Yeah. I'm Robert Stack and this shit's going to happen to you tonight if you don't watch. It was like he was talking to you directly. Like, directly. Nick, this is going to happen to you tonight. Yes. You better sleep with your parents. Mm-hmm. No, and actually, oh my God, that's... No. Thinking about that is actually still kind of frightening. Yeah, it is. It's, it's stuff that can... It's so so hit us up on uh, Twitter at Nightmare Junk. Hit us up on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And we're mm-hmm. actually going to do that a little bit more often. We're going to yeah. throw some questions throw out. Some questions which answer, them on, uh, answer them on air. So, so you so. might hear your name on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess uh, until... Next week, gang, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Stay away from the sewers.